0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about a podcast that might be too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. Every Monday we bring you a recap of the previous week's TBTL, but this is a Friday show, so we're bringing on a guest, one of the tens of listeners, to share a favorite clip and talk about why they love TBTL. My co-host tonight, joining me from Dallas, Texas, is Meredith All the Way Mahan. Hi, Meredith. Hey, Anne. And our guest today is an artist, a programmer, and all-around hipster cool person from <laughs> Brooklyn, New York. It's Felicia Powell. Welcome, Felicia. Hi. Thanks for having me. The first question I have to ask you is, how is the cow situation in Brooklyn? Oh,
1: I don't even know. It was it was it was so weird. It was just like I was barely paying attention to it. But it was like at the top of Twitter all day. And I'm like, what is going on? But then I heard this morning on the news that anytime a cow escapes, they can't go back to the slaughterhouse because you have to tranquilize them to catch them. So it kind of worked out like, you know, they got their freedom. Oh, the cow <laughs> saved its life. Yeah, they have to go to, like, it goes to, like, a cow sanctuary, it gets a name, it's like, it kind of worked, the jailbreak worked.
2: Wow!
3: That See, that's a million times more interesting than what they said on the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it is. We we don't know where that cow came from, but uh, <laughs> we got a reporter on the way to the scene. Sure is definitely a <laughs> cow standing there by <laughs> some soccer. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) Oh, boy. Only in Brooklyn. Indeed. So the show plan today is to get to know a bit about Felicia, and then Meredith will run her through the TBTL-related questions. We will listen to the fantastic clip she picked, and I don't think I'm overselling it. We'll do some housekeeping, and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. So, Felicia, you live in Brooklyn, and I want to know, when Luke talks about Brooklyn, how far off is he? <laughs> he's <laughs> 10 years out of living there. When he makes Brooklyn references, do you just roll your eyes? Or does he know what he's talking about?
1: Um, I think he's pretty close when he's just kind of generalizing. Because he lived in um, Prospect Park-ish area, or Park Slope. And that's really like families and like little kids and it's pretty hipstery and expensive and like nice part of Brooklyn so that seems pretty in line but when he was talking about like the trash cans and stuff and saying that people might have to bring the trash cans inside their house like that that doesn't happen that's sweet that was crazy yeah we don't do that
3: <laughs> no who, who does that? I mean and you have to put them in your garage right in my garage yeah but not inside your apartment your condo No, I've never heard of that before in my life. And in a New York apartment, that sounds insane. Yeah,
1: there's no inside. It's just like
0: closer
1: to the building. But yeah, that doesn't happen
0: at all. So you're not originally from New York, are you? No, no. How did you get to New York City? Did you always want to move there or was it a later thing? Or you went to school there, right?
1: Yeah, I came here for school, um, for college at NYU and I didn't always want to go to New York, but kind of in high school, because um, I grew up in the suburbs, and I was just like, the city is like where everything is happening. I have to get out of the suburbs. And then we went on a vacation to New York, and I was like, yeah, this is the one. This is where I want to go. So I moved here for college and then just uh, stayed after college. Uh huh. So what part of B- Brooklyn are you in? Um, I live in Bushwick, which is... Um, it's like North Brooklyn. It's like Queens is like across the street pretty much. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a hipstery ish neighborhood, but there's also a lot of like families.
0: Um, so it's like the in-between, I guess. <laughs> and do you have like a, a really tiny apartment and lots of roommates? I guess our apartment's pretty small. It's
1: a, a, what do you call it, a rail car, railway car. So like I have to walk through my roommate's room to get to my room. Oh, weird. Oh, sure. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, I guess it's small. It's small when people come to visit and they're like, wow, this is really small. But when I'm here, I feel like it's pretty cozy. It's not too bad. So we've got some really good
3: friends who we met when we first lived in Detroit and they now live in Brooklyn, but they live in like kind of the Flatbush area. Gosh, we're like Flatbush and um, Cortell U, kind of. Yeah. And um, their place is huge huge yeah it's a two-bedroom really? and it's bigger than the apartment i had in college in michigan
1: yeah there's some big ones my sister was in um she was in like kind of in that area and she had a really big apartment and it was her biggest yeah. apartment and then she moved and i was like why would you why yeah, they're,
3: <laughs> there's they're never gonna move and I you know i think part of the trade-off is that the neighborhood isn't great it's loud and um and, and kind of, it can be a little bit dangerous, but uh, they don't care. <laughs> Not for that kind of rent in that size. Yeah. A big
1: apartment for a good rent is hard to come by. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought that there were a whole bunch of apartments like on Friends, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. Th- those are all in Manhattan.
1: <laughs> oh, $500 okay. a month. Yeah.
0: I don't know anybody
1: that lives in Manhattan anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but a really good show. Um, do you guys watch Broad City? Yes, that's probably the closest I to what it's. Oh, I love it. to what it's
0: like to be a twenty-something in New York right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk just for a minute about your job because you, um, you work at this place. I hope it's okay to talk about it. I mean, we're not going to say anything bad about it. Called Sandbox Studios, right? Which looks like kind of a media company. It looks like advertising and marketing and. Social media stuff, is that right? Um, yeah, it's like
1: a photography studio, but it's like a full production thing. So, like, a client would be like, um, a store or something, and then they would send us all the clothes. And then the company would hire the models and the photographers and the stylists and then shoot all the pictures. And then my department, um, post production, we would edit all the pictures and then we like feed them into. And FTP and they all
0: go up on their website.
1: So it's kind of like a full production studio.
0: So when I was preparing a little bit and doing some light stalking, <laughs> I repeat, light <laughs> stalking. I'm no Bobby Pape. I did not go looking for your LinkedIn page or anything, but I did go to the Sandbox Studios website and I looked like at the pictures of the space and stuff. And what it made me think of is like this would be a place where the characters in like a primetime drama would work because it was all really like white and airy and open. And I thought, yeah, that's where the rich people would be. <laughs> am I like way off face with that. Um, I mean, the studio space is pretty big. The studio that I work
1: in, it's almost like an, like an airplane hangar. Like the ceilings are super high and it's very cold because there's no way to like heat anything like that. But conversely, because I'm in post-production, I work basically in a closet with no lights. So (laughs) it's a little bit different for
0: my department. (laughs) And and you're a photographer, right? Is that that's what you went to school for? Yeah, I went to school for
1: photography. Um, I don't take very many pictures these days just because I've kind of like fallen out of the habit. So mostly it's like Photoshop stuff on the computer. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Well, I, you do have a website oh, yeah. <laughs> that I went. Again, I'll, let me just say, I didn't even find this website. This was when I mentioned on our LRB chat that I had been talking to you about being on the show. Bobby asked where you were from, and I said, I'm not sure. I think New York City. And I swear to God, 45 <laughs> seconds later, he goes, I think this is her. And he posts your website link. <laughs> So this He's is all Bobby's. Yeah. <laughs> and there are several beautiful pictures on here. Oh. Is that something that you'd like to do more of in the future, like professionally?
1: I don't know about professionally, but I definitely would want to do more of um yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoy it. And I mean, it's more kind of the thing of, I guess I would probably like to do my own thing. And then if someone just wants to give me money for that, that would be great. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like the dream.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, I still like to do it. I'll still take pictures when I go um, just like out or if I go to like an event or something. Um, but I haven't done like, really like fine art stuff in a couple of years, probably. Mm-hmm. So you do
3: post-production for what,
1: other people's photography? Is that kind of the yeah, just it? Yeah. Okay. They give us like, I don't know, like 60 files or something to get through in a day. So it's like not even very extensive retouching, just kind of like really, really quick.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So it says on your website also that you dabble in programming? <laughs> That's really interesting. To, it's like um, two sides of the... I don't know, of the brain, I guess, when you have the photography and then computer programming.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> that website's a little bit out of date, which you can probably tell since the copyright's like 2015. So <laughs> well,
0: that's not that far out of date.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're getting close to 2018. But yeah, I mean, I, I know how to program a little bit. Like it's it's another thing that I've kind of like gotten out of practice of. But I like like that website I programmed, like I built that by scratch, uh-huh. mostly sure. just because I could like doing like Squarespace or something is way easier, but
4: mm-hmm. it was just
1: kind of like I liked the challenge. And then in college, like me and my friends would take programming classes and we would just kind of like make toys and stuff and make little games. Um, So we kind of still know how to do that stuff, but. I haven't really done it in a while. And again, not
0: a marketable skill, (laughs) just something I do for fun. I think it's really useful, though, because our lives are so digital now. I think the more that you know how to do, the better off you are. I mean, so many of us are so helpless when it comes to sort of doing our own thing on the web. I think that's great that you have Mm -hmm. some facility with that stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess... I would use Squarespace. Yeah. I mean, Squarespace is still really good. (laughs) Like... Mm -hmm. It was really unnecessary for me to build my own website. It was just kind of like, oh, let me see if I can do this. And then I did. And I was like, let's never touch it or update it ever
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I, when I was snooping on your Facebook page, I saw a lot of um, political content on there from you. And that's, I mean, that's not anything that's out of the ordinary for a lot of people these days. I think that we're all thinking about politics a lot but you do seem to be really politically engaged you have a particular things that you care about um you've posted a, a fair number of things about um like voting is that something that matters to you a lot <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i just gotten into the i don't know i guess because like i think because people my age like millennials um, are seen as not caring about politics, which I really yeah. I can't connect to because I've always like the first election I was able to vote in was the 20 the 2008 election and I was old enough to vote in that election by only a couple of days. So I was like so excited and I remember getting a sticker and in my town, if you had a sticker, you would get like free chicken nuggets at places and like free donuts. <laughs> what? what town I would what, vote. what town is this? Let's go. <laughs> this is Chesterfield County, Virginia. <laughs> mm. Um. So it's always been like a really, I don't know, like uh, something I've always been really excited about. And then me and my roommate, because we always vote in the mornings, like on our way to work and not a lot of people vote. Um, for like primaries and stuff. So we would kind of compete to see who could like get the highest vote count. So like this time mm-hmm. I was like the second person in my neighborhood to vote and I was like super excited.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely like. You're getting up at like four in the morning to go vote. <laughs> well, most people like don't. Most people don't vote.
1: So <laughs> I already have the. Yeah, edge. that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I'm really into just. Trying to get people to, like, it's not that hard. Just, like, go do it. And, like, it makes, like, a huge difference. Because, yeah, we have, like, really low voting rates in this country. It's weird. I don't know. I can't connect to it. I love voting. <laughs> it's so fun.
3: <laughs> I do, too. I vote in even the piddly little local elections. And I wish more people did. I When I go to those, it's only, you know, the 75 and upset, usually. Yeah. It's right. There. Yep.
0: Well, I think that's that's really awesome. I love really politically passionate people because I'm such an internal person that I have a hard time uh, really putting my passionate side out there. So I love it when other people do it because I think it's a really brave act. And I wish that I could do more of that. So you just um, carry the flame for the younger generation, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I've probably since I was around 18, I've just been really into it and I'm also really shy but like if someone like wants to talk to me about like politics or something all of a sudden they have like so much to say (laughs) and I'm like always like carrying around my like I have like a pocket version of the constitution that I just carry around like the other like a couple months ago I was like telling someone like oh did you know that like there is no like guaranteed right to vote in the constitution and they're like what and we like sat down and read through it so I yeah I'm like interested in that stuff I guess wait is that true? Oh, yeah, it's true. Like, if you look at every amendment that, like, you know, gave black people the right to vote and women the right to vote, it's specifically worded that, like, no one can be denied the right to vote based on gender. No one can be denied the vote based on race. But it doesn't it doesn't guarantee, like, every citizen can vote. Mm. It's weird
0: (laughs) and unsettling. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Does anybody else all of a sudden feel like we should change that? Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe we should vote. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Well, let's talk about the other thing that I noticed on your Facebook page, which was really fun, was, uh, well, clearly you are a Doctor Who fan. Yes, (laughs) And I wonder if there's some... uh, Oh, wait, I got to do this in true TBTL fashion. I wonder what the Venn diagram (laughs) is. I was just thinking Venn (laughs) diagram. TBTL listeners (laughs) and Doctor Who fans, because it seems to be pretty big.
1: Yeah, I think, like, Luke has even mentioned it, that there was, I think it was during the time where people were getting really into um, Orange is the New Black, and he was very surprised at how many people watched Orange is the New Black. And then he was like, I think there are other shows that the 10s are into that I would just never watch. And he's like, like Doctor Who. And I'm like, that
0: makes me sad. (laughs) You should reconsider. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I said um, on our interview show when we were talking to Sean, because he was also a Doctor Who fan, that I'm, I'm not necessarily like a big fan myself, but my mom and my brother are. And we were living in England during the 80s when the sort of classic Doctor Who was at its peak. And so I'm pretty familiar with him. My brother always wanted me to watch the newer series. But it's like the first one he showed me was where they went 50,000 years in the future. And there was only one human left, the Lady Cassandra, who had evolved into um, a a canvas skin, essentially. And the thing about Doctor Who is that the special effects are so cheerfully janky but i was just like i think i'm watching the wrong interview or the the wrong episode to start (laughs) to get into this because it was so strange and i also watched one that had um alien cat nuns oh yeah that's my favorite
1: episode (laughs) that's one of my
0: favorites (laughs) (laughs) yeah new new york (laughs) I, do, I have it on Netflix. I keep meaning to go back and start and really give this a good try. But I, I'm very fond of it just because my brother is so fond of it. So um, I saw that you have done some cosplaying with Doctor Who. Now, which one was it? Was it Matt Smith? Uh,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: The 11th Doctor. And then you you were um, posting about something called Flame Con, which looked like so much fun. Tell Tell us about that. Okay, so Flamecon is an LGBT
1: focused um I guess what would, what would they call it pop pop culture convention, but just like any other comic book convention pretty much. Um but it just is more focused on like queer artists and queer stories and um it also has a lot more focus on like female leads um and people of color. So it's just like Like a bunch of people got together and were like, let's make like a really cool, like really inclusive con. And it'll have like a lot of like, um, like a lot of artists, like minor artists who only have stuff on online sometimes will be there. Like a lot of like smaller stuff and indie stuff will be there. And it's just super, super cool. I go with my sisters. I have two older sisters. Um, and the oldest one is super into Doctor Who as well. So we like super bond on that. And then my other sister, she is, like, not into any of that stuff, but she just likes to hang out with us. <laughs> so we, go, we all go together. And this year we all dressed up. And so I was just, like, the doctor. Um, my oldest sister was just, like, Poison Ivy. And then um, the, my middle <laughs> sister is just like a handmaid. And it was just – it's so much fun. Wow. And she was super nervous because she was like, I don't – I can't hang with these people. I don't know, like, any of the information. Like, I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not a Whovian. I have nothing to bring to the table. But it really didn't matter. Like, everyone's so nice and everyone, like, compliments your costumes. And, like, she got so many compliments. Everyone is just, like – it's just, like, a really great accepted environment. And you can strike up a conversation with anybody about anything. And just, like, everyone's super into the thing that they're into. And it's just really fun.
0: I love so much looking at pictures of all the cosplay costumes mm-hmm. online. It's like I've never done that myself. I I've never gone to a con, but I I just love to see people sort of showing their fandom and their passion in that in that really sort of open way. I think that's great. And I know that cons haven't necessarily had a very good reputation for being safe spaces. So I think that's really really great that um This um, it's only a couple of years old, right? Yeah, this was this past year was only the third year, so it's pretty new. And was that you and John Barrowman that I saw? (laughs) Yeah, that was me, my sister, and was he there? So that was at a that was at a different
1: con earlier in the summer called Awesome Con, which is down in DC because my oldest sister she lives close to there. She lives in Maryland. Um, And we went down there because the past two years, they've had a bunch of people from Doctor Who and John Behrman's from Doctor Who. He's from a lot of stuff. Yeah. But that, he gets yeah, around. That's where I first saw him as in Doctor Who. And then he's in a spinoff on Torchwood. And then he like randomly shows up in Arrow. And I'm really confused. So like, but he's so great. Like in person, he's so amazing and so outgoing and just like. The first time we saw him, I think he was in like a dress and like high heels and like was – had a lightsaber and he's just so nice and his whole thing is just let people ask whatever questions they want to. And so then we – afterwards, we got to like stand in line to meet him and we also got his autograph, but my sister's keeping that because I can't be trusted with that kind of important thing. (laughs) Um, And he was just so, so nice and like at the time, I – I like have a lot of difficulty walking and so because the con was like so big my sister was pushing me around in a wheelchair and I like felt super awkward about it and I was like I don't really want to be in this wheelchair and he was so so nice and like you know kind of like helping me up out of the wheelchair so I could like stand up for the picture and he
0: was just like it was so cool like it was so great to meet him. Oh yeah, everything that I've heard about him says that he's really a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. And the result of looking at this picture on your page was then I Googled pictures of John Barrowman and then just sat there looking at
4: them all for about 20 minutes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's great. I'm a little bit of a fan, I would (laughs)
1: say. Yeah, he's great. He like, he's so into his fans. Like I didn't really, because I'm not like a super fan of him. I'm more into like, you know, like Matt Smith and David Tennant and like the other more main characters. But meeting him and like seeing him in person, I was like, you're really cool. And like, so open to just like talking to people and hanging out with them. So yeah, he's a really good guy.
0: I'm kind of jealous, I have to say.
1: (laughs) He'll probably be be there next year if you want to go. He's been there two years in a row.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I will. (laughs) Well, should we talk about TBTL? Yes. Sure. Take it away, Meredith. All right. So tell us
3: how you discovered TBTL.
1: Okay. So it's like kind of a long story, but I – so in 2010, it was the summer after my freshman year in college – And I was just home and, like, chilling out, um, just, like, Googling on the internet, looking for whatever. And I stumbled across Dan Savage and just, like, immediately became, like, obsessed with him and, like, everything he's ever written and done. And I just thought he was, Mm -hmm. like, so edgy and cool. And, like, I, you know, was, like, 19 and, like, had never heard any of the things he was saying. And I found his column and his podcast. And he, like, mentioned on the podcast, like, oh, I – you know, I also blog on the Stranger blog. It's called Slog. And I was like, oh, I should check this out. And so I go on Slog and also just fall in love with everybody on Slog. And, like, everything on Slog is, like, so cool and, like, indie and alternative. And I was like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. And I'm, like, reading all these writers, like, Dominic Holden and Lindy West and Kelly O. Like, all the people from, like, the, you know, back in the, I guess, or early whatever decade we're in now, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... <laughs> and um just and also just like falling in love with seattle completely like i've never been there i've never even been close to seattle but just from like reading the stranger being like seattle's the coolest city in the world like this is so great and then just like one day um they posted that they were gonna be on this podcast that i never heard of called tbtl or too beautiful to live on this segment called hey there stranger and I was like, "This sounds really cool. Like, I can hear, you know, all these awesome writers. I can hear their voices. Like, this will be cool." And so I downloaded the show, and yeah, that was the first episode I ever listened to. That was September sixteenth, two thousand and ten. So that was your first episode. What was that show about? Um, I like re-listened to it for the first time like last week, and I was like, "I don't remember most of this," Um but, <laughs> but what's old is new. Um, it was an episode where Luke was alone Ooh, boy. and <laughs> so he like starts talking about the various news stories of the day and it's like um mildly funny, I think. <laughs> and then um that's like half the show and then <laughs> he gets to the segment that I was waiting for and I was like, Yeah, hey there, stranger and it was um Eli Sanders and Eric Grandy and then like this French intern. And they are mostly talking about um, don't ask, don't tell, which I'm like, wow, blast from the past. That feels like so long ago already. And they're talking about like the legal fight for it. And Luke is making all these like weird jokes. And it's like so awkward.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah,
1: And it was in his kind of like early phase of he's like he'll make a, a joke about like things that have to do with gay people. And it's like. Funny but kind of offensive, but you know he means well. So you're just uh-huh. like
3: he wasn't super enlightened at first.
1: Yeah, like but you could tell like well, he wasn't like a- I don't know if he was now either, <laughs> but Yeah, like you could tell like he wasn't like a bad person. He's just like trying to make a joke and I'm just like sure. okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was like kind of a episode in particular it didn't really stick out to me aside from like, Yay, stranger people. So I think I stuck with the show just because I knew that segment would keep coming up every Thursday or whatever um and then uh, eventually the like segment went away (laughs) and i just but i kept listening and then eventually i think like a month later i downloaded the best ofs um where they have like the the broke as a joke one where it's like sean and the experiments Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they have um the mike Pesca on the bubble and like the a-team episode and then after that i was like whoa this show is really funny like i should keep going (laughs) those were so good yeah those best elves that was those were good picks
3: (laughs) so would you say that those are the episodes that turned you into a 10 where you're like i definitely am listening to the show every day now um
1: i think i yeah i think that and just kind of like i mean i'm not sure i definitely remember in the early days i would um some usually skip the episodes that were just Luke. I'll just admit that because if I was listening, he just sounded weird. Like even now, there's no shame in that. <laughs> we all have a hard time with that. <laughs> like even okay, now when he does, when he does like episodes by himself, it's like usually still pretty entertaining. But like back then, he just kind of sounded sad. <laughs> he was sad, I think. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a hard
3: time in his life, and, and and it comes through in the show. Yeah.
1: So I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that backstory. So I was just kind of like, all right, I'll just wait for like Jen to come back or something.
0: And like, like now, when he does the shows by himself, he's driving around in his snowstorm in Bellingham. So you're mm-hmm. waiting to see if he dies. <laughs> so yeah, the funny <laughs> there's some suspense.
1: The, the funny thing about that episode was, I mean, a I loved it, and b that was one of that was my donor episode. <laughs> oh wow! And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'll take it.
0: <laughs> that was great.
3: So aside from the donor episode, um, tell us about any uh, TVTL appearances you've had. Emails, voicemails, um, et cetera.
1: Well, I've had – I have never been on the show. Um, I've been mentioned on the show a couple of times. Um, the first time was – well, it was kind of funny. So the like, thing that really got me into like trying to participate in the show was – Um, The song of the summer contest, which is funny because I know you guys don't like that contest.
0: (laughs) I love the idea
1: of it. Let's put it that way. I don't know. I like it um, just because I, I don't like. Well, especially living in New York, I don't drive, so I don't really have a concept of what popular music is aside from because I don't listen to the radio. So I either get mm-hmm. it from watching TV shows or from Song of the Summer. So I really like it in that regard. Um, And so I think it was Song of the Summer 2015. I was like, all right, this is the year I'm really gonna like participate this year. And I went over to my boss who like, knows a lot about music. And I was like, I need to quote unquote, win song of the summer this year.
3: Mm.
1: (laughs) And I was like, I need some really good music. And he was like, okay, um, I'll get you some stuff. And he suggested this song by this band called Bully. And I really liked it. And so I submitted it. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, Steve Nelson is doing the like second on air (laughs) Mm -hmm. performance review, which are always so awkward, but I liked it. (laughs) Because <laughs> it was just so weird. And at the end, um, they said, oh, you know, we're doing Song of Summer, do you want to nominate a song? And he nominated a different song by Bully, and they played it. And I was like, oh, you know, I got pretty close. Like, you know, I, I guessed a song that was, you know, a band that was actually relevant. And I was like, really happy for myself. And then... Angie was like, you know, I went to see if anybody else had nominated the song and nobody else did. But this one listener, you know, listener Felicia, and I like didn't hear anything after that because I just like jumped up and started screaming. (laughs) And I was at work. I was at work eating lunch and I ran out of the kitchen and into like my other the other room and was like punching my boss on the shoulder being like, they said my name on the radio. They said my name on the radio. (laughs) so it's a weird feeling when they do that yeah and i still i was <laughs> driving to work one day when they
3: read my fago email and i could not handle it i almost drove into a tree.
1: <laughs> yeah it's like it's still just like and it wasn't even i was like how to describe well it's not really the radio it's a podcast but i just like get so excited anytime they say my name and like even with like you know i've been like the donor of the day um or whatever a couple of times and then i submitted us a, a music for your weekend one and they read that email that was pretty short it was just like describing the song and then uh yeah and then i wrote a long
0: email (laughs) last year yeah i definitely want to talk about that because that that came up again a couple of weeks ago now right yeah um yeah so
1: um i guess in june after the orlando shooting um I was pretty devastated by that. It, like, really hit me really hard. I have a friend in Florida, um, so, like, I did the thing of, like, texting her to make sure that she was okay and she was fine. Um, But just, like, I was, like, keeping up to date with it, you know, and just, like, seeing the toll and the number of people go up and I was just so horrified and so sad and I, like, couldn't think about anything else for, like, days. And, like, here in New York... Um, we, you know, have a pretty big queer community. And so we had like this really big memorial service, um, by the Stonewall Inn and, you know, everybody was there, like the mayor was there and city council. And it just, it, it felt like, you know, it was a really big deal. And everyone around me was like acknowledging that it was a huge deal. Like people at work Mm -hmm. were having a hard time as well. And then, um, when TUTL came back, the Monday show was a a recording from the live show from Saturday, so I knew they weren't going to talk about it on then. And then, so I was like, "Oh, this is you know kind of nice. This is kind of like before, you know, from like a different time before like almost everything changed." And um, then, you know, Tuesday show came and they didn't mention it. And then Wednesday show they didn't mention it. And then at some point during their week, I I reached out to um, you guys on your Facebook page. To be like, you know, did they mention it at all? Like, I, you know, maybe I missed it. Maybe it was a really short thing. Because I didn't want to email them because it felt like not – I don't know. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. And I didn't want to post it on the stents page because I didn't want to, like, you know, get yelled at or anything. So I thought if I, like, messaged you guys, maybe you guys would say something. And I think Jeremy was the one that messaged me back. And he was like, I don't think they did. You know, the week's not over. But, you know, if it really bothers you, like, you know, you can – um, send them an email if you want to. And so I, you know, waited and I started writing an email on Thursday, um, but I waited until, you know, Friday's show when they still didn't mention anything. And so I like kind of wrote it out and I just kind of, I don't know. It felt to me, it felt like to not say anything it at the time. And like, I know, like later, you know, they explained it, but like at the time it felt like they had to have made a conscious decision to not talk about it. And that just seemed really weird to me because it was, like – I mean, to me, it felt like, you know, the the ground shifted underneath my feet. Like, it was a different world now where, like, some of our most vulnerable communities just weren't safe at all. And it was, you know, the biggest – at the time, like, the, you know, the largest mass shooting in our country's history. And, like, especially against the gay community who they've – um you know, been pretty big supporters of. So I just felt I didn't understand and I just wrote a unnecessarily long email. I'm not very good at keeping things short. <laughs> but just kind of like saying how I felt and like, you know, explaining how this just felt really weird for them to not say anything. And like, I, you know, I know they can't tailor the show to every individual person and I understand that they can't talk about everything. and And also I felt like, I know that Luke has like said this a couple times, but it's, I have to disagree with him on this point where he said that they don't really ever talk about the stories of the day. And that's true for the most part, except that there's been pretty big exceptions to when they do talk about it. And it's usually when a lot of people are feeling really sad, like when they made the, you know, the love letter to Japan, which was like a really great Mm -hmm. show. Um, I think like after the Boston bombing, they were like interviewing a 10 who was under lockdown in watertown um and like during the hurricane like hurricane sandy which like i was in new york for i was in chinatown um and i think they were interviewing a 10 who was in new york and maybe his like aunt who was in philadelphia so i felt kind of like you know you guys don't totally ignore when big things happen um so i just i don't know i most i wasn't trying to convince them of anything i was just kind of trying to let them know how I felt. And then about a week later, um, Andrew, I thought Andrew was mad at me also (laughs) because he didn't email me back. Um, and I had emailed him before and he did email me back eventually. And then he kind of, they brought it up on the show and yeah, I was really grateful that they kind of just explained what their thinking was. Um, and what they did most recently, I thought was also like really appropriate just to like mention it and just like say like, yeah, that was really horrible. And like, I know everybody's feeling really sad, um, but we're just going to, you know, continue to do what we do, which is probably talk about a bunch of stuff that's just kind of for the fun of it. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I want to – I mean, I don't know if compliment is the right word, but I want to compliment you because we all know how sensitive they are to criticism, real and perceived, Mm -hmm. and I – think that um however you did that 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 you communicated to them without making andrew defensive and without making luke say well, how's your podcast <laughs> I think that speaks to uh, what a good letter you must have written to them. And, and then, um, as I alluded to before, after the Las Vegas shooting happened, Andrew referenced your letter, and he right. said that it was something that really stuck with him and that he thought a lot about. So I think that was a really wonderful thing that you did, and it obviously really influenced him. That's just great.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm really surprised, I guess. And I was like, it was funny. I was talking to my friend about it. And I told him how I was like, well, first, I had to contact LRB because you have to go through the proper channels, but there really aren't proper channels. (laughs) (laughs) And if there are, they aren't. (laughs) Well, like, I mean, I don't know, like, to me, like, you guys are like, you know, part of like, the TVTL, like, royalty, you guys are like the celebrities too, like you and... Mike and Christy and Bobby, like you guys are all part of it. So like, to me, I'm like, okay, they're like the gatekeepers. Like, let me see what they think about this. And then they're like,
0: yeah, yeah, you should totally just email them. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure Luke doesn't remember my name. (laughs) <laughs> when I saw him very briefly at the Austin show And he was like oh hey how are you doing But the last couple of times I've talked to him At events he definitely did not say my name So I think he recognizes my face But I'm definitely not <laughs> important enough That he knows my name So yeah, I don't I think neither. that I- <laughs>
3: Andrew wrote me back one time About cat litter and he, he complimented The uh, hand broom that I bought From world market one time And that was the end of that <laughs>
0: So if that's the inside track, yep, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also kind of funny
1: because like what I was saying that I thought Andrew was mad at me um, because earlier, not that year, the previous year, 2015, in the fall, wait, yeah, the fall of 2015 or maybe the summer, I don't know. But I emailed him when he was talking about losing his cats, like the just horrible week of his life where he oh, didn't yeah. know where... It was, it was Theo that was missing the longest. Mm-hmm. And I, and he was saying, um, and I felt so bad because he was saying that he felt bad of how sad he was that his cat was lost and how big of a deal he was making out of it. And I, I had cats growing up and our, um, oldest cat would sometimes not come home for days. And I would feel the same way. And I was like, no, no, no. It's like, Andrew, like, don't feel bad. Like it's like a, just a profound sadness when you think your pet is gone. And I could also like, empathize with him because the cat that would go missing was the cat that I hated the most like he was the meanest (laughs) cat (laughs) he hated everybody except for my dad but I would be really sad when he was gone and I was like no Andrew you don't need to feel bad about that and he was saying like um you know there's people with real issues out there and like I'm going on about my cats and I was like yeah well like I've you know I've been dealing with some like pretty heavy health issues for the past like month or so and I was still on the edge of my seat, hoping that your cat would come back. So it's like, it's not, you know, comparable. Like you can feel how you're feeling. And also like people who are going through stuff, it's, you know, people don't compare and contrast like that. But so I sent him that email and he like emailed me back a couple of times, like checking in with me to see what I was doing. Okay. So that's why I felt really bad when I was like, you guys are so nice. I just have to say this one thing. (laughs) Like, please don't be mad at me. (laughs) I don't think you need to feel bad about that. I think you did
3: make a big impact on them. And you must have done it in a really constructive way. So I yeah. think you should be proud of that. Um, I, I, it's, I don't know how to... Tra- I'm as good as, at transitions as Andrew is. So let's see. <laughs> Next on my list here is, please, tell me your favorite drop.
1: It's hard to narrow it down.
0: <laughs> I know,
1: right? I think um, I listed like 10
3: when it was my show.
1: Okay, good. Okay. I have something close to that number somewhere between five and ten um well i definitely like so i'm a huge rick and morty fan so i love too loud and too specific Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i loved it from the beginning just when luke would play it just to make andrew uncomfortable when he would play the full thing like it was just with like the butthole flaps right (laughs) but i also like how it's like i like the evolution of that drop where it went from something that Andrew dreads, and now they say it, like, every episode when they're trying to describe something. And I was like, right, I'm just being too loud and too specific. I think it's the butt f-
3: <laughs> butthole flap thing that he really objects to. I, th- I don't think it's the too loud, too specific. That That's really applicable
1: to a lot of different situations. Yeah. So I really like that one. Um, I like shame on everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to say that at work every single day because I'm like, sometimes... <laughs> sometimes I just feel like everyone is doing everything wrong and I'm just like everyone's to blame it's everyone's fault you <laughs> so I love that one um and then they played it recently I think I played it like maybe last week but the one where the little kid is trying to describe a dream where he's like have you ever had a dream where it's what when you, <laughs> yes. when you thought you could when <laughs> <laughs> and I love just – it just keeps going on and I never know when it's going to end. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I really love – um, I love the Drunk People Are So meta one. Like they haven't played it in a while. But I liked when I heard – I think I had probably heard the drop before I heard the origin of it. Because I – once I got really into the show, I went back and started listening to it. And just hearing that she was like literally drunk when she was like right. making this – like, and philosophical. not like tipsy, <laughs> like
0: she was drunk. very drunk on the yeah. show,
1: yeah. And then I also love, um, it's a travesty of a mockery of a sham of a mockery, of a <laughs> and I like when they when like Luke tries to say it and he'll say it wrong and I'll like correct it and be like no 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 it's a travesty of a mockery of a sham of a travesty of two mockeries of a sham. Oh please, he can't even get tall ships right. He's never gonna get that one right. <laughs> That's so true. I love when they discovered that they had like completely
3: made up the, the splendor. Part. Splendor's not in it at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, yeah, those are some of the ones I really like. Those are really excellent ones. Mm -hmm.
3: All right. So my last question, uh, please tell us why TBTL matters to you.
1: Well, when I first started listening to the show, um, I was only I didn't really know much about podcasts, but I was living in New York. I had about a 20 minute walk to school every day. I ride the subway a lot, so, and I was getting tired of listening to music all the time, so listening to t v t l every day became part of my routine, which was really great and then i loved started to love the show so much that i one episode a day was like not enough, so I started getting the old episodes and I would listen to like three or four or five episodes a day, and it just kind of started to like become the soundtrack to my life, especially i mean this isn't true of everybody in New York, but of how I kind of – I move through the world kind of on my own most of the time. So like when I'm walking around the city um, or I'm eating breakfast or I'm eating lunch, I kind of have a really strong memory of what I was listening to. Um, Like the episode of tons of – tons of effing risotto when they're cooking and like Jen's disembodied head is like balanced. <laughs> over like one of the eyes of the stove and I remember like yeah I was sitting in the basement waiting for class to start and just laughing and crying so hard by myself or like the one episode where um, they're interviewing Mindy Kaling and Luke just deadpan reads this line from her book where she she's like you know you get into this thing about revenge where you say some people say the best revenge is living well but I think it's a bucket of acid to the face who will love them now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just started screaming laughing and just like tears are flowing out of my face and I kept retelling that joke to every one of my friends and I couldn't get it out because I would just start laughing halfway through <laughs> so I feel like in that regard it's just kind of been kind of like my buddy all through living in New York and then also just like I feel like TBTL in a lot of ways is like almost like a show that me and my best friend would make. It's kind of like when you're in school and you go out at recess and every day you're like, Okay, gang, what are we gonna do today? And one person is like, Today we're gonna solve a mystery And it's like, All right, well let's like figure out what we're gonna do And then like the next day you're like, All right, we're just gonna go through every T V theme song that we can think of and we're all gonna sing them together.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Or like, let's pick all of our favorite songs of one artist and then sing them all at the same time in a mashup that doesn't make sense. <laughs> 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 like, all there's so many like different things. And like, I think they did the very short lived segment of profiles and going for it. Like, I feel like TVTL is always going for it. And like, no idea is too ridiculous and like, no, or too boring, I guess. Or just like, and even them like embracing things when they don't know it, like um, when they would do um, Two and a Half Men where it's like where we would talk about lady issues, which is something we know nothing about. They just always are going for it. And then I also like, I think it's like a newer thing, but I think Andrew is always saying like, you know, don't ever, like never feel ashamed about liking what you like. And I feel like that's like a really great lesson that I like take in my life. All the time. And like TBTL does as well, where they'll go on and on about stuff and not really necessarily care about content or like whether it's a good <laughs> idea or a bad idea. Yep. But true. they're just like, look, like I really like this is a thing I really like and I really want to talk about it. And like the one time, I mean, really recently where they played that really long clip of the Browns something where the like dude is talking to his son about how the Browns will be good one day, and it just goes on and on. And, like, Luke and Andrew are just laughing their faces off, and I, like, don't get it. But at the same time, I'm like, but it's cool that you guys are, like, having
0: a good time. <laughs> That's a very generous way to think of
3: it. <laughs> it is, but I, I agree with you. I've taken that lesson, too. Like, it's it's definitely not cool to, to kind of uh, poo on people for the things that they like.
1: Yeah, I mean, they definitely, like... That's kind of a, you know, they've had the segment of defend yourself, which <laughs> was like pretty much like, here's a thing that we hate, but we're going to give you a chance to explain why it's cool. Right. But they also have like, I love you chunk, where they was basically like, come and talk about a thing that you really love. And I feel like almost every aspect of DBTL is just like, this is something we really want to do today. So let's just go for it and
0: worry about the consequences later. Speaking of. No ideas are too ridiculous. Let's talk about this clip. I am so excited to have people listen to this. This clip is from show number 1308. It aired on March 28th of 2013, and it comes out of the genius brain of producer emeritus Jen Flash Andrews. And she came up with the idea for Luke and Andrew to recreate the fourth hour of the Today (laughs) Show from NBC starring (laughs) Kathy Lee Gifford and Hoda Kotb based only on notes and on the show sheet that she put together from watching the show for a week. So I have no idea how she thought of this, but I was honestly laughing through this whole entire clip. So let's take a listen and then break it down.
5: So um, I'm gonna, I guess, be Kathy Lee. Andrew, you're going to, I guess, be Hoda Kotb. What what are we doing? Are we just going to take our best our best attempt at these same segments?
4: Yeah, basically, I've given you the show sheet, and you guys are professionals. Yeah. And so I have no doubt that you can just um, you know give us a pretty great um, facsimile of what happened this morning.
5: Were we supposed to look at the show sheet before this?
4: I didn't really expect you to. It's pretty self-explanatory. I did want to just give you guys some insight about Kathy Lee and Hoda. Now, Luke, are you Kathy?
5: I'm going to be Kathy, I guess.
4: Yeah, I think that's uh, –
5: Sadly accurate. Let's just call it what it is. (laughs)
4: So their, their dynamic is very interesting because um, Kathy Lee is not particularly uh, respectful to Hoda. Oh, right. oh God, you. you're nailing it,
5: Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I've been preparing for this role my entire life as it pertains to Andrew.
4: So the vibe that comes across, so Kathy Lee, and, and this is certainly true, I mean, she's been doing talk talk on TV mm-hmm. for 30 years, so she's really good at it. She knows exactly what she's doing. She understands the timing. She understands how to move things forward. She understands how to, how to wrap up a story quickly, how to tell a quick anecdote. She gets all of that. Mm-hmm. Hoda, on the other hand, has been a reporter her mm-hmm. whole career. And is not as quick on the draw about how to move this show forward and how to be um, a host.
5: So she's like kind of a step behind a little bit.
4: Always a little bit of a step behind. So that's Andrew, basically. <laughs> grief. This is perfect. <laughs> and Kathy Lee is a little condescending to her, and will often just cut her off. And she Kathy Lee interrupts Hoda constantly, and a lot of times it's because Hoda is kind of meandering and isn't getting, isn't moving the show forward enough for Kathy Lee, and so. There's a very weird it, – it, it feels disrespectful. I don't think it's that Kathy Lee doesn't like Hoda. I think it's just that she knows better, and it creates an awkward dynamic. So, Luke, you can feel free to interrupt Andrew basically as much as you want. And sometimes you can just cut him off, and he doesn't even get to finish what he was saying. That's fine.
2: Jen, I See, that would be a total <laughs> –
5: that would be a totally unique experience for me to cut Andrew off on this show, but I'm going to try to get there in my mind.
2: I just realized, Jen, I mean, again, this was a great idea, but I just realized you totally cheated. You haven't even been watching this show. You've been listening to the podcast, and you just swapped out our names. This is, I guess we just do what we do.
4: Yeah, do what you do. I would mention that I said at, uh, that each day has a name, and so there's Fun Day Monday, oh my God. <laughs> and
5: there's
4: Booze Day, Booze day Tuesday, Let's, and let's, Wednesday, Wines Day.
5: Oh. <laughs> What's Thursday?
4: Today is – it's at the top of your show sheet. It's Thursday, oh, yes. Thursday. Let me
5: just – before we get started here uh, in earnest with this, let me address one thing that has always really stood out to me about this particular show, Flash. Uh, that is the uh, fourth hour of the day show is the prevalence of the wine. They've always got these two big things of wine. And I – do they – now that you've watched a few of the episodes, do they actually drink the wine or is it more of a prop?
4: Uh, I find that it's more of a prop. Okay. Actually, I mean they're definitely sipping at it and that kind of thing. And and sometimes like today they were doing this cooking segment with their mom, so they were all drinking a little more freely. And it was the end of the show, so but, it kind but of depends on what's happening. Like one of the days there was kids in the studio, and I didn't see either of them touch it at all. Well, because
5: like the fourth hour of the today Show presumably happens between what nine and ten a.m. East Coast time.
4: No, it's it's at ten. It's ten to eleven.
5: Even so, 10 to 11 is a little early to drink that much wine five days a week as part of your job
4: Right, although I'm sure they've both been there since 5 o'clock in the morning. That's kind of a good point. Yeah, at least, at the very least. Probably.
5: I, 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 I sort of like, I mean, for obvious reasons, I like that they are the show that's like, you know, fine with the, the presence of the alcohol. And in fact, it's a big part of their, I think, kind of shtick. But I'm also wondering if it was like if they actually ever really drink any of it, or if it's just more shtick than it is actual. Because I do think the show would take on a more depressing, but far more interesting kind of uh, vibe if they really did have about three to four glasses each per show.
4: Well, they, from what I saw, they didn't drink very much. But I also know that they both went on the wagon for the month of January. And I think Um, think it
5: was sort of. I heard. I also heard that Kathy Lee got busted at Hoda's book. Didn't you
4: tell me about this? (laughs) I told you about it, but I read the same thing, and she's like, "It was a party." Yeah,
5: they were at like Hoda's book opening party or whatever, and then somebody from some you know newspaper saw Kathy Lee was drinking wine, and they said, "Hey, wait a minute, aren't you uh, supposed to be on the wagon?" And she said, "Like, yeah, <laughs> well, it was a party. It doesn't apply to parties."
4: <laughs> yeah, I think that they, I think they probably imbibed more and realized that the show got off the rails too much, and so it seems. I think, I think you would like it though, in terms of. It's it really moved quickly and it, and everything is a segment and they just go from segment mm-hmm. to segment to segment and nothing lasts very long okay. and they've got cute little titles and you know it's it's um, pretty well done for for what it is.
5: Okay, we have a bunch of segments here, so okay, here we go, um, and we're gonna just Jen uh, when we are t- when it's time for a new segment. This is gonna be the segment sweeper. Sweeper wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'll just indicate we're at a new okay. segment, and uh, you're producing this, so. Um, uh, H- how and you should
4: I- go back and forth in terms of which of you introduces each segment. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it's, you are supposed to be co-host. Not one of you is okay. actually in charge, although one of you thinks she's in charge.
5: Okay, so Walshki, I'll do the first one, and then we'll just alternate after that. Is that fine?
2: Okay, yeah. So uh, it looks like, uh, Jen, I'm sorry to peel back the curtain too much here. I know you guys don't like to do that on the show. Otherwise, but- <laughs> this has been seamless. Uh-oh. I mean, it's
5: just it's the, it's the amazing.
2: So uh, when you say one of us introduces the second one, um, under- under our first uh, our first segment here, there's two bullet points. Mm-hmm. Um, how, can you walk me through that a little bit, how that well, transitions? Just, like, just follow kind of, like, my
4: normally lead. Normally open okay. the show. Just follow, right. just,
5: I'll have him follow my lead.
2: Okay. I mean, well, your it's condescension like, is already, it's it's already like you.
5: <laughs> it's like you've never posted a pretend write-up <laughs> of a TV show we've never seen. All right, here we go. From NBC News. This is today with Kathy Lee Gifford and Hoda Kopp. All right, here we are. You know it's a Thirsty Thursday. I'm Kathy Lee, along with uh, Hoda.
2: Hey, Kathy Lee.
5: I'm already wondering if we're supposed to say that we're Kathy Lee and Hoda, or if we're just supposed to be Luke Burbank and Andrew Walsh, just in a show that has the same basic kind of um, segments that the show has produced so
4: I think it should be Luke and Andrew but I think you need to be you have to stay in the spirit of it okay from so the top. This is not this is not a cynical show this is yeah. not a sarcastic show okay. okay okay
5: got it okay one more time from NBC News this is today with Kathy Lee Gifford and holy cop Hey there everybody, welcome to the show, it's a thirsty Thursday, Luke Burbank here with Andrew Walsh, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Cheers-o's. Cheers. How about that weather? Beautiful, no joke.
2: In Seattle today, absolutely beautiful weather. I just had to stop to buy this here wine. Yeah,
5: well, you know it's Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty
2: Thursday. And beautiful, sunshiny day. I see my favorite thing in the world as I walk into the little wine shop, mm-hmm. which is a man sitting there with his beautiful dog talking on the phone. And I so I mouthed to him, can I pet your dog? And he said Great yes. Great story. And I spent Great all story. my time. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat>
5: hey, um, uh, enough about today. What did you do last night, Andrew?
2: I uh I met this guy who had a dog. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so far so good. What did you in all honesty though, what did you uh what did you get up to last night?
2: Uh last night I um well, uh, as you know, I'm really into gaming and so I downloaded a game that was recommended to me called Civilization 5. Uh-huh. And I even bought a new uh a new video card for my computer so it could run the game. And I uh, I played the game last night and I I enjoyed it. A great deal.
5: I was on Jimmy Fallon, and then I had dinner with Debbie Boone. I like that. I'm going to use Kathy Lee's life. You're going <laughs> to. I just your noticed
2: life. that there are notes there. That's no, no. not what was written.
5: No, 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 no. no. I just think. Uh, I just think I want Kathy Lee's life. <laughs> no, I, I want to no, hang no, out with Debbie Boone. I want to do Fallon.
2: Hoda actually did uh, install Civ Five. I don't <laughs> even know what it is.
5: <laughs> All right.
2: I'm not a nerd. Fine.
5: All right. No, hold on. Next segment. Sweet and wine. <laughs> This one's yours, Hoda. Alright. So
2: this is one of those say we're calling this Is It Okay. Mm. You know what's is right? It, you, ladies, know what, is it, it? you know what's right around the corner? What? You know what Monday is? Think about it. Think about it. Do you own a calendar? What's Monday? My,
5: Monday's my Friday. Well, okay. so, uh, what is Monday?
2: It is April Fool's Day. Oh, you've gotta be kidding what me. What do you think of April Fool's Day? I think it's for fools. <laughs> you always have a zinger. <laughs> Uh, Well, I mean, obviously this is a day everybody will be trying to prank their their parents and their friends and their kids. Mm -hmm. You know, April Fool's Day. Yeah. But is it okay? Is it okay to prank our April Fool's jokes? Mm. Okay to do. They can be hurtful.
5: Yeah. Frank pulled a prank on me one time. He pretended that we were in a marriage (laughs) that was marked by fidelity sexually. (laughs) We laughed and laughed. <laughs> oh, that is a
2: sweet. sweet More wine, selfie. of course.
5: <laughs> How are we doing, producer? You're doing great. Oh, good. Have we managed to capture that sort of that that, that special sauce that the Today Show Fourth Hour has? I mean, can so you far. can you feel our, our ratings climbing even as it we speak? It actually was
4: great because um, Frank is actually the punchline <laughs> almost as much as Hoda is for Kathy. <laughs> Now he's like just like a daughtering, really old man, you know, that she basically has to take care of back at the house. <laughs>
5: um, all right, uh, I don't think you know what though. I I want to get serious for a minute, Andrew, because I think you you know, I think you really touched on something. Those April Pools, uh, Fool's uh, pranks, I don't, I don't think that they're a good idea. I don't like it. Um, I was in uh, the Seattle airport once. I was being interviewed by a Cairo radio reporter. Named Tim Hake. Oh, yes. And I was not in my full makeup as uh-huh. Kathy Lee. Uh-huh. And he talked, it, it was very snowy on the East Coast. And he was talking to me in line for a good 10, 15 minutes and didn't figure out that I was Kathy Lee Gifford mm-hmm. and kept asking me these very, like, normal person questions. And I thought for all the world that I was being. April fooled on that. I didn't like that feeling at all.
2: And the other thing is, you weren't being April fooled. So what you're saying is, is non-April Fools Day pranks or non-pranks are not okay. I'm saying,
5: give me the wine and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> okay. All right. Time for the Fantastic. next. Time for the next segment. Sweet berry wine. <laughs> uh, this is time uh, for the uh, Kathy Lee playlist. This is where uh, I like to tell you about a song that I've been enjoying. And uh, let's see. I have. Uh, oh. You know what? It's on my phone, actually. I actually I actually have something I wanted to play, which pertains to the uh, TBTL live show that we're going to be doing. I'm jumping in and out of the character of Kathy Lee. I think that's fine. <laughs> Consider this a combination of the fourth hour of the Today Show and also the movie Nuts, starring Barbara Streisand.
2: <laughs> the only reason it kind of bothers me is it's pretty clear that I'm, uh, I'm giving it my all. And I'm killing it, and I'm just over here working so hard, and you're mm-hmm. just all over the place.
5: Here's the song that I wanted to play, because this is apparently a thing that happens, uh, Flash, producer Flash, on the 4th uh, Hour of the Tay Show. They have the I Hoda playlist, where basically yes. uh, she just says what her current favorite song is.
4: Yes, today it was I Want Candy. By Bow Wow Wow? Yeah. So they're just
5: going kind of right to the (laughs) core of current popular music.
4: Well, it was funny, though, because then Kathy Lee got annoyed because it was a song for teenagers, and I was like, yeah, in 85.
5: (laughs) I want to play uh, some music by a girl named Erin Austin. Her band's called OK Sweetheart. She's actually playing the TBTL live show on Friday. no bow-wow-wow, wow. but it's not bad. Flash, are you jealous you're not going to be there on yeah. Friday?
4: Oh, man, that's like Ingrid Michaelson mixed yeah. with Madeleine Perot.
5: All that stuff. Yeah, she'll be uh, there uh, helping us out with the show. I want to also just quickly, if if the fourth hour of today's show weirdly talked about TBTL stuff for reasons that would be very <laughs> confusing to the viewers, I, uh, I want to just let people know, too, that th- this weird rumor got started, Flash, that you were going to be at the Friday night show. Did you see anything about this? Have people been reaching out to you?
4: Yeah, I had, a, I had, I've had a lot of people email me to ask me, and I've been letting people know that. I that know, not I feel clear. bad, and
5: I feel like the more that I tell people you're not coming, the more that it seems like we're just kind of setting up for more of an exciting surprise. <laughs> and then I said, "Oh, we're not." I just, I wanted to let everybody know we're, we're it's not going to be Jen. We will certainly do live shows in the future where you will be there, but this isn't one of them, and. Uh, and then I expected that to kind of just like make everything okay. And then someone said, no, I, I expected it to be Pat Oswalt. Whoa. I, was like, I was just like – And here – it's also not going to be uh, Pope Francis. Uh-huh. It's also not going to be Justin Bieber. It, there's a variety of people it's not going <laughs> to be, all of whom would be really difficult to orchestrate. <laughs> so I just want to like let – I want to let people down. And I, I, I don't want anyone showing up thinking that – you're going to come climbing out of a birthday cake or something. No. As fun as that would be for all of us, uh, that is not what is going to happen. But we will have, uh, okay, sweetheart there, and, and, uh, and Sean will be there. Andrew and I will be there. It will be uh, hopefully lots of fun. Okay, uh, next segment. Sweetberry wine! <laughs> All
2: right. Well, it's time to talk about our segment. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you only had six minutes to look know, at the headline. I have
2: been doing. I've been doing some research. This is going to be good, actually. <laughs> okay, give you the sweetberry wine. Okay.
4: <laughs> This is actually It is demanding that the audience, that the listeners, pay really close attention to know like when is it Andrew and when is it Hoda? Right. When is it Kathy? Lee? When yeah. is it Luke? Exactly. Would you say
5: so far that despite some of the like missteps, this has been smoother than the normal fourth hour of the Today show?
4: It's about exactly the same.
5: <laughs> Perfecto. Sweetberry wine. <laughs> Alright, now for our segment from
2: frazzled to focus. As I just said, April 1st, right around the corner. That also means not just Pranks, but spring cleaning time for oh, a lot of people. God. Now, I don't know about you, Kathy Luke, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the... I lead a pretty organized life, uh-huh. but the one bane of my existence when it comes to cleanliness and organization is the garage. Oh Am God. I right?
5: I'll tell you. Frank has a saying, a clean garage is the sign of a filthy mind. <laughs> Well, Which is why our garage is spotless, because that man is demented.
2: Well, I've been talking with George Oliphant. He's uh-huh. the host of George to the Rescue, mm-hmm. and he, he gave me some uh, cleaning tips uh, for cleaning out my garage. The first thing to do, he says, you want to get a clean garage, first thing... Get stuff off the floor. Mm-hmm. That's the I'm just that, That's the simplest thing, right? And I know if your garage is like mine, that could take a long time.
5: All boxes that, of Franzia? <laughs>
2: that's what. <laughs> some empty, some You know, full. those,
5: I'll tell you what, those, there isn't actually a recycling value for those. They don't give you back a deposit, but someday they will. And then who's going to be sitting on over $80,000 of Franzia boxes? Well, what I also find,
2: too, is um, often you think those boxes are empty, but if you actually remove mm-hmm. the foil bladder yeah, yeah, from within, yeah. and and give it a squeeze, you can still get some goodness out of that. Another thing, bikes, they're so unwieldy. Mm -hmm. you got to get them off the floor. Mm -hmm. Get one of those on-racks bike lifters. Hang up your bikes. Get them off the floor as well.
5: You know in San Diego it's illegal to drunk ride on a bike? Personal experience.
2: (laughs) I did not know (laughs) that. learned that
5: from personal experience.
2: (laughs) Also, get some shelving with wheels on it. Things are always changing in the garage. It's better if you can constantly be able to move things around,
4: stay organized. Why are organized. things changing in the garage? <laughs> What's that? Why are things changing in the garage? I have no
2: idea. I just have a list here from the website.
4: <laughs> oh, fun- this is a, you, you aren't coming up with this on the top of your head?
2: No, no, no. I found oh. while you guys were talking. He I didn't found, trust his instincts. I found, found the course. segment. Stop, stop. That's why. Didn't you think it was very specific that I said I talked to George Oliphant from George to the Rescue? I figured that
4: was some show off of, like, design TV or something.
2: No, and this is really what they talked about this morning, <laughs> according, to, um, according to recap.com. <laughs> and also, you're going to want to use some clear containers. Let's move on. So
4: that was who
5: they actually, wait, 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 hold on. That's who they had on the actual Today Fourth Hour.
2: Well, this is what I can't figure out. This is not from their website because it wasn't on their website. So I found something. It's actually recapo.com, and apparently they say, Uh, Kathleen Hoda, organizing your garage. Um, In the last part of the series, the ladies are all about cleaning out your garage um, and blah, blah, blah. So they talked. They had George on. And then the only thing is, uh, Jen, and I know that uh, you put a lot of time and effort into this. The only thing is you say that there are four steps to organizing your garage. This list is like six.
4: Well, and it was a lady. Whoa, wait, maybe this is really old. Could they have done this segment? They might have already done Frazzled to Focus, your garage. Oh, my gosh. Because they do Frazzled to Focus every day. Oh, like really? your, your workspace, um, controlling kid chaos. Mm-hmm. That was another one. So it, I, I bet you anything this is a recycled um, topic.
5: Is it possible they don't remember they already did it because of yeah. all the wine they drink?
4: Well, and they do so many segments.
5: All right. Well, listen, let's um, speaking of which, let's uh, let's get to the next segment. Here. Sweet Wine. A new details magazine poll is out and they want to know what celebrity you want to hook up with. I assume that uh, Kathy Lee said um, Lee, uh, she said either Lee Greenwood or <laughs> Burl Ives.
4: Well, it's very interesting because they are obsessed with the voice. Mm. Oh, really? Best, and they've talked about it every day, and they had Usher on, and they had Blake Shelton on. And Hoda is particularly in love with Blake Shelton, so much so that she got a puppy this week on the show. uh And she was trying to figure out what to name the puppy, and she comes on the show and says, I wanted to name the puppy Blake, but I felt like that wasn't appropriate. And so my niece came up with the idea that the kid in Home Alone's name is Charlie, and this dog is going to be Home Alone all the time, so I'm going to name the dog Charlie. And I'm at home yelling at the screen, that kid's name was Kevin. <laughs> like, the entire premise of what you just named your dog, like the whole thing is based on sand, lady. No. Like, I'm yelling at the screen. I'm all of a sudden so invested because it's so embarrassing because people are going to say, why would you name your dog Charlie? And she's going to tell him the story forever. Well, I think and
2: she's going to get some letters. I think somebody's going to straighten that out.
4: Well, what interestingly happened was Blake Shelton called into the show.
5: <laughs> oh, jeez.
4: And she starts freaking out because it's like her huge celebrity crush. I mean, she's like tearing up and her hand is shaking and he's being so super adorable. And he says, I can't believe you didn't name your dog after me. And she said, well, I didn't think it was appropriate because you're married. Would would it be okay with Miranda? And he goes, let's just pretend I called her and asked her, and she said yes. So then she just, on the spot, changed the dog's name from Charlie to Blake.
5: Wow. Wow. What do you think it is so about— that's your answer, Hoda. It's Blake Shelton. Well,
2: I talked about Civilization Five instead, so <laughs> I was still just following the script.
5: What do you think it is about Blake Shelton that—because Carrie's got a crush on him, too. And I just think Blake Shelton versus Usher— like, and, and I don't just mean the pers- the persona of Usher, like the guy, hey, he sings the sexy songs that everybody likes. I mean watching him on this show, he's funny. He's down to earth. He's really likable. He doesn't really like he's non-creepy. His jokes are funny. They're often at his own expense. Mm-hmm. Like
4: he's, his eyes kind of crinkle when he smiles. He's really
5: cool. Like I was a I like the song "Love in This Club." So that was about and maybe "Let It Burn," maybe mm-hmm. a few other Usher songs. But I wasn't like the president of the Usher fan club. But after watching him on The Voice, I'm like, this guy is awesome. And then yet Blake Shelton. Lots of people, including uh, Hoda and my fiance. Have a shine for Blake Shelton.
4: Well, why don't you just put, okay, so in in the celebrities that you want to hook up with, yeah. and you have the four, you have Shakira, Adam Levine, Usher, and Blake Shelton. Put them in order of your hookup desirability. For me? Both of you.
2: Wait, wait, hold on. Where did you get these four? These were these the ones? The, 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 the judges on the voice. <laughs> are you
4: listening, Hoda? Oh,
2: I I've never voice. seen the voice. I didn't he's know looking that up, all four He's looking up one. a
5: segment that the Today Show did seven years ago. <laughs> About how
2: to sound smarter. <laughs> I didn't know that they were all on. I forgot that Shakira's on that. All right. All right. So give me the list again.
4: Oh, my gosh. Do you have a TV?
2: Yeah, I don't watch it. I certainly don't watch the voice with it.
4: Okay. It's Usher, Adam Levine, Shakira, and Blake Shelton. All right. Uh, Shelton. And... <laughs> I love um, that you guys are taking this seriously. Okay. So... Body, personality, looks. Uh,
5: Talent. Hoda Drew. Yes. <laughs> or Androda.
2: Androda, it would be Androda
5: rolls up. Okay, right. so yeah. in order of the members of the voice team that you would um what do they say? Wanna hook up with. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, well, <clears throat> I am going to say, well, Shakira,
2: as I explained to you on this show before, and when I say this show, I don't mean the, I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter what I mean. Um. Uh, Shakira is the person who um, helped teach me to love pop music Okay, I'd given up on music for a long time and only listened to talk radio and then I heard Hips Don't Lie and I realized my hips don't lie but you should and- hear
5: her take on immigration reform <laughs> <laughs> highly alienating to a lot of the P1s she is real crap at political talk radio um,
2: so I'm going to have to go with Shakira also um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm attracted to women so that helps um, and then you have uh, Levine Blake Shelton. I didn't know who Blake Shelton was. I looked him up while you guys were talking about him. I'm looking at him now. He's cute. He's got kind of puffy eyes in the photo I'm looking at. I'm gonna go He's usher a second. What's yeah. that? He's a drinker. That's Actually,
4: the puffy you know, eyes. I'm just saying. I should yeah. take
5: that as a compliment that Carrie likes him knowing that he is drunk all the time on the voice that's not a joke he has like a cup up there he's always really? got his drinks oh, it oh and I
4: follow him on Twitter and sometimes he'll be like I can't believe this I rented a house in the Hollywood Hills and I'm pissing off my balcony right now
5: <laughs> boy that's really so that... he goes Blake Shelton Shakira for you <laughs> yes and, and Dota
2: I'm going to let Shakira
5: say that I'm going to go with
2: uh, Usher after that um, and then I'll go with um, I, I guess then I'll go with with Blake and then Adam
5: Well, I'm going to start with Shakira because I ain't no queer. (laughs) And she's a woman. I'm so
4: sorry, but I do a really good Shakira impression, and I can't stand that I'm holding it back.
5: All right. Let it fly.
4: That's That's
5: incredible. Hold on one second. (laughs) Keep singing, Shakira. I'm going to get, I have something for you on that.
4: Underneath your door, there's
5: story. That's beautiful. You That's know, really good. Camaro yeah. Kev and I were at a, a casino in Las Vegas, and the dealer was Colombian. And we were talking about Shakira with her, and she was saying that actually people in Colombia kind of don't like Shakira anymore because she was a big hit there, and she looked a certain way, and she sounded a certain way, and then in order to kind of go international, mm. she... she I don't know what this would look like, but she basically un herself a little bit. Because she used to look like Sofia Vergara. Something like that, and now she's blonde, and I think she like lost some weight or something. Like she's more fitting to the United States and the uh, larger outside of Colombia ideal of maybe like what a woman's supposed to look like. Um, I'm feeling a little ignored because nobody's even asked me <laughs> about the uh, who who I would want to hook up with. I would want to uh, hook up probably with. Uh, Shakira first. I think she's a fetching gal. Um, But it's a close – I'll tell you what. Usher's a close second. Usher could also leapfrog her if I could be the big spoon. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, Adam Levine, I got to be honest with you. he's He's a sexy, sexy, fairly feminine man, you know? I could, he's so slight. That's what I'm saying. That's what helps. Mm-hmm. That's what helps. I oh, that think,
4: helps. Yeah, see, we're for we're me, screwing. that does not help
5: for me. No, no, but as a, as a, guy, as a oh. guy who's oh, typically oh. not attracted to guys, the fact that he's fairly womanly to me, see. that <laughs> I helps. You I That helps. That's in his – I think Usher would smell nice.
2: Mm-hmm. I think he would, too. I think
5: Adam would mm-hmm. be – but I think Adam would be slight. I don't know. If he's over five foot, he might be. Uh, he's a very slender man. <laughs> Did so. he ever
4: stand next to um Berkeley?
5: <laughs> See love. Yeah, that would be the that would be the uh, the way to tell. So then I'd go Adam Levine, and then at the very bottom would be Blake Shelton because I believe Blake Shelton would crop dust me the entire night <laughs> if we were spooning and I were being the big spoon. So wait, is it time for the next segment? So soon? <laughs> Already? Can we believe it? It is. Sleepberry wine.
2: <laughs> All right. Well. We are not doing our job on this show Mm -hmm. unless we are making you a better person, our viewing audience. Um, So this is our segment, of course, How to Sound Smarter, where we're going to apparently talk about the differences between these words, which I wish I had looked up while you guys were talking about...
4: That's not the fun of it, though.
2: Yeah, okay, so uh, two of the... Yeah, see,
5: that's the whole... That's that's, that's where this whole segment is really falling apart. (laughs) I'm looking things up? Yes. Your brain is going... I need to do the most effective garage organizing talk we can. The less you actually know about it, the better. The better. <laughs> All
2: right. So uh, we have...
0: I have a terrible, terrible problem with this clip, guys. Okay. <laughs> they never said what Friday is. This yes. show is going to come out on a Friday. So <laughs> <laughs> how do I have to know come how up to, with to it? describe
3: it? I think we're going to have to come <laughs> up with it ourselves.
0: Like Friday fun day
3: or something? No, no, no. Um... Uh, uh, What about Franzia Friday?
0: (laughs) Oh, there we go.
3: (laughs) Because so we've got we've already got Fun Day Monday. We can't use fun. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then we have Booze Day Tuesday, Wednesday, Wines Day. I don't know why those two are superimposed. And then Thursday, Thursday. So these are mostly having to do with wine.
0: okay, Or alcohol. So I
3: think Franzia Friday works, but I'm open to suggestions.
0: It works for me. Yeah, I like it. Do I have to holler it then? It's Franzia Friday. <laughs> I just like there is so much meat on this clip. I don't even know where to start. Uh,
3: my favorite you know? is is Andrew's first line. Luke says hello to him, and he goes, "Hi, Kathy <laughs> Lee." <laughs> He clearly does not know how to speak to Luke at all in this role. And I just, that was my favorite part.
0: Yeah. I i don't know if Jen did this on purpose, if she just understands Luke and Andrew so well, but it's like they fell into the Kathy Lee Hoda dynamic so perfectly. I you think know? they have some of that already though.
3: Like, I think it works yeah. for them because it's already sort of like that.
1: Well, I th- I think it was the, um, like, I think this was earlier days for Andrew, because he definitely seems a lot more confident now. And I think back then he was a lot more shy and very more in like the sidekick role.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think, yeah, Luke, when Luke like immediately
0: interrupts him, <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is pretty much how it goes. <laughs> I sort of wonder if it's almost just a general like alpha beta dynamic rather than it's than a particularly like Kathy Lee Hoda thing. I don't know. Maybe that's just a a natural deal, but I, I thought it was great. And obviously they played it up a little bit, but it was definitely, I Luke is a great actor, I yeah. think. Because I well, thought yeah. he just embraced
3: this so quickly. And Jen sort of instructed them to do that. You know, she was like, you know, Kathy's going to interrupt Hoda a bunch and never let her finish a thought and kind of just talk <laughs> over
0: her. And it's like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah and i just i loved andrew so much in this he was just so adorably clueless about it all <laughs> like as you mentioned before meredith his transitions for the worst oh,
3: <laughs> well you know so what struck me about this is that jen made them a show sheet right like that's mentioned <laughs> yep. several times he clearly did not read it Nope. And when it came time for him to introduce the segment, he had to scramble to figure out where they were on the show sheet because he wasn't familiar with it because he never read it. So, of course, he's not (laughs) going to have a good transition. He never thought about it.
1: It's almost classic TVTL in that, like, Jen does all the preparation. Luke and Andrew now did none of the preparation. And then they're trying to (laughs) imitate a show that neither of them have ever seen. (laughs) Right. Right. And it was so funny that half
3: of the time they were pretending to actually be Kathy and Hoda, and the other half they were just themselves. Like Andrew never really <laughs> pretended to be Hoda. Like he was just like, I played Civ 5 last night.
1: <laughs> like, Civ Hoda five. didn't do that.
3: <laughs> Which, by the way, interesting that that's day
0: one of his Civ 5 addiction.
1: I know, it's yes. amazing. <laughs>
0: But then the you know, Luke just says that you know Kathy Lee was on Fallon and then she had dinner with him. <laughs> right. right. Where does that come from? I think that was on the show sheet, honestly. <laughs> Probably. And I don't. I don't know. Just the the Frank Gifford jokes cracked me. Up. Luke was so, so natural hard. with
3: those. It was so funny.
1: <laughs> Every time, like it just keeps going. Where at first he's just like, "Yeah, it was a joke that we were in a marriage." with fidelity based on honesty and fidelity, yeah. <laughs> yeah, crying laughing.
0: <laughs> that that's good. Oh, Kathy Lee is like she's kind of a mean girl, right? Like a 60-year-old mean girl.
4: And I can see that. Hoda
0: is her is her little follower, so her victim.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And Luke is always pretty respectful of Andrew, but I that was pretty funny the way that some of that came through and and even though they hadn't looked at the show sheet Andrew was really he was making this honest attempt to follow it i mean a poor attempt but an honest attempt he was attempt. trying yeah <laughs> to to the um the effect that he googled the actual segment <laughs> but he got the wrong one <laughs> is that what happened that was so confusing i think so i i think that they had done <clears throat> excuse me they had done that, whatever was it, frazzled to focused, clean the garage thing <laughs> a couple of times on the Today Show. <laughs> so he found just,
3: the wrong one. Yeah. And I, I love that their tips to clean out the garage were to get things
0: out of the garage. Like, thanks, guys. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, so maybe, Meredith, you have some things you want to say about Hoda's puppy.
3: <laughs> oh, I could it's- not believe this whole story about her naming the puppy Charlie because what her niece thought that that's the kid in Home Alone that kid's name is uh-huh. definitely not Charlie it's definitely Kevin
0: <laughs> Jen was so funny on that
3: yes <laughs> and, but the the fact that she wanted to name him that because he was going to be home alone all the time just made me profoundly sad that poor puppy And but now it's name is Blake is
0: it just me or is that a terrible name for a puppy
3: it's not a good name for a dog at all Charlie is good Kevin is okay uh-huh That's about it. Yeah. (laughs) It was just unbelievable.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about what celebrity you want to hook up with. (laughs) I do. I think I should say that I had to edit this down for time a lot. I mean, this episode was like an hour and 20 minutes and probably a full hour of it was this Today Show thing. So I had to trim around the ends. And then I did cut a whole section out of the middle where Luke just talks about Usher and how awesome and cool he is and how good looking (laughs) he is. I mean, totally aside from when he talked about it again, when they were talking about (laughs) the voice people. So one of the things that Jen said was that she really enjoyed how seriously that Luke and Andrew were uh, taking ranking which host of the voice they wanted to hook up with mm-hmm. i thought that that discussion <laughs> was pretty hilarious um i was a little non-plus that luke had to make sure that he said he would pick shakira because what did he say because i'm I, I ain't no queer yeah i was like oh, stop stop there it is <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not do that you were doing so well up
3: until that point <laughs> And did you go through and rank your own preferences here?
0: I did. I want to hear about this. Um, I I think I probably have to go Usher first. Mm-hmm. I mean, with me, it's more about process of elimination more than anything, because I would <laughs> never go for Blake because I don't get the Blake love because he just he seems like he'd really be into trucktober.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> You know, I, I he has that that good old boy Cro-Magnon thing that is just completely unattractive to me, no matter how tall he is or how good his hair is. And yeah, so he's definitely out. Um, Adam is also uh, out because I would just I'd feel like a giant with him you know i'd be afraid that i'd crush him let's let's be honest here then i'd probably go with shakira and i think usher would be my number one choice okay so i think we're
3: in most mostly in agreement here because i think usher would be my first choice too i think as just based on how well he dances like he's got to be super good in bed (laughs) um shakira uh would be my number two Mostly just because of the hips, and they don't lie. (laughs) They do not lie. Um, You're right. You're totally right about um, Blake Shelton. I he seems like a 9/11 truther to me. He probably has a man cave.
0: I'm not into that. (laughs) Oh Lord.
3: And I think Adam Levine would cheat on me.
0: Oh, probably. (laughs) And it would probably be with like a model, a supermodel, Republic. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. (laughs) What about you, Felicia? Oh man. Um
1: hmm. I mean, yeah, definitely top 2 would be some assortment of Usher and Adam Levine just because I like grew up listening to their music. Like, I think I danced to yeah at like a homecoming at some point. Sure. And then Adam Levine, I was like super into songs about jane like all of those songs so probably Mm -hmm. those two both good-looking dudes the other ones i just it's almost like one two end of list like i just have no opinion of shakira or blake (laughs) i i barely know who blake is and like shakira um i don't know i just i guess she can be third yeah blake would definitely be last because i know the least about him
0: i i can only (laughs) accept shakira if she doesn't talk her voice is maybe pretty if, grating, isn't it? Yeah, maybe if she doesn't sing, sing. because her vibrato is really overdeveloped. I've never um, cared for her singing voice very much. I thought it was funny that they were talking, uh, was that Luke that was saying that they, oh yeah, it was like the Colombian um, dealer at the casino or something, yes. who said that people don't like Shakira since she de herself and they compared her to sofia vergara how maybe she used to look like sofia vergara but then she tried to go more international the funny thing is that sofia vergara is actually a natural blonde and she dyed her hair brown <laughs> because she couldn't get any parts as a blonde right because wow. the idea of a blonde latina person was throwing all the casting directors off That's so, so ridiculous I, there's so many blonde latinas come on <laughs> So it was. It was funny that that he was making that comparison that was completely uh, kind of backwards. I guess. Mm
5: -hmm. (laughs)
0: Uh, But I did enjoy Jen's Shakira impression. Yes, it was very. It was a little hard to tell with the Sugar Ray music bed playing. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Why did they choose that? I don't know. Why didn't they just pot it down after a couple of minutes? Because that that was the one real drawback to this clip was 25 minutes of Sugar Ray
3: music. I feel like I've already heard that song about 2000 times in the 90s. I don't need it, you know,
1: further embedded into
3: my brain right now.
1: I almost wanted them to like slowly fade that out and then slowly fade in the music from Cooking with Sean just to like replace... It would Replace so it better. with another repetitive song. <laughs> no, no, know no, the
0: difference. <laughs> well, let's see what I did like um, going back to which host of the voice that they would like to get with. I thought that Luke's rationales were so funny <laughs> in that he said. That he thought that Usher could leapfrog Shakira, especially if I could be the big (laughs) spoon. But he wouldn't want to be with Blake because he figured that Blake would crop dust him all night. It's probably true. probably, yeah. Actually, this segment was good, too, because Andrew was so hopelessly confused. Oh, he didn't know any of these people. Yeah. No and he was like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" And Jen was like, "Andrew, don't you even have a TV? I don't use it to watch this." <laughs> I mean, Jen and Luke are so immersed in pop culture and they always have been. Right. And you know, Andrew's too busy watching Columbo reruns and Murder She Wrote. <laughs> he just doesn't know what's going on on reality pop culture television. <laughs> I do like whenever he refers to
1: like Shakira saving him into like liking music again. That just seems like
0: it's so interesting, but it's so odd that it would be Shakira. He's
1: like, I don't know. I really like Andrew's kind of unusual music taste. Like he also is super into the song Totally Clips of the Heart. And I'm Mm -hmm. like,
0: yeah, (laughs) I think he should stop apologizing for liking four non-blondes. Mm. no you, you should continue to apologize
3: <laughs> no for no that. no.
1: we've already established it's cool to like what you like that's great <laughs> like, <Lord Andrew. laughs> i like i like when he talked about it and he was like i didn't realize like i thought they were blonde for some reason <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: right in the
0: name come on yes. <laughs> well do we have any other thoughts about the clip or should we move on to some housekeeping I think we're ready for some housekeeping. You
3: all should visit our website. We have some really awesome merch in our merch store right now. We have T-shirts. We have sweatshirts. They are comfortable and wonderful. I have every single one of them now, and uh, I love wearing them. Uh, our archiving project is still going on. You can contact us to get involved with that. Um, Anne and uh, uh, and I have done quite a bit. Anne's done, I don't know, 500 times more than I have because
0: I'm a glutton for punishment.
3: Yeah. Um, And if you want to be as cool as Anne, just just drop us an email and we'll assign you a week. Um, If you are doing any shopping on Amazon, go to our link. It's a littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. We get a small portion of your purchase and it doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps us a great deal with our hosting costs. Uh, And since we want to take a break over the holidays, please send us your favorite... Or your least favorite LRB moments, so we can make a clip show of those. (laughs) And let us (laughs) have a let us have a holiday. Come on.
0: Please, for the love of God, Mr. Scrooge. Yeah. Let us go to our families. If you would like to get involved with the show like Felicia did, you can visit our website, littleredbandwagon.com. You can catch us on Facebook, on the Sense page, or on our page. Our show Twitter, if you'd like to tweet at us, is at LRB Podcast. Felicia, what kind of social media presence do you have? Can people get in touch with you if they want to be friends? Um, Sure. I have Facebook, though. Yeah,
1: lots of political posts. So if that's not what you're into, I'm sorry. Um, And then I have an Instagram. I post a picture like once a month. So um, I think it's just Felicia Powell at Instagram. It might be, I might put a link on my Facebook page, um, but that's pretty much it. I have a Twitter, but I never post. So that's not good.
0: All right. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Felicia, thank you so much for being on with us tonight. I have really been looking forward to talking to you. It's been a little delayed, but we got it worked out. (laughs) Well, thank you for
1: having me and also for, you know, working with the difficulties.
0: Uh, And with that, Meredith, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. And we really love you, Jen. Nailed it.
3: I have champagne right now, so I'm not nervous. (laughs) But it's fourth hour of the Today Show. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. I usually don't drink and do the show because it makes it real bad. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it fit for this one.